0: Welcome to The Principles Experience. This channel is designed to give you financial content in the areas of business, finance, and investing while bringing you stories of the mindset of entrepreneurs and their tips on building a business. Sit back and learn on how you can develop your financial wisdom and create a blueprint for financial freedom. Welcome back to another episode of The Principal's Experience. My name is Kevin Jenkins, and I'm glad you're listening to this podcast right now. Um, I want to talk today about how you can look at investing uh, from a sector and an industry perspective. Now, I know I've talked on diversification and asset allocation in episode 11. If you haven't heard that episode, I would definitely recommend to go listen to it but I gave you one strategy of investing in a sector fund where an index fund matches a particular index. However, I wanted to explain some of the sector categories and how companies, products, and services correlate with a particular industry. So I'm going to give you three sectors and industries that have grown within the last 10 years. So if you're looking at investing in sectors and looking at long-term investing, this episode is for you. Now, before I move forward, I wanted to say a disclaimer. My content is designed for informational edu- educational purposes. Please consult with an advisor or a brokerage firm when making an investment decision. The information I give you, please do your own research and become aware of the risks when making an informed financial decision. You must understand your own risk tolerance, time horizon, and also be comfortable with making a specific investment decision. So now I'll begin into the episode. Uh, Whether you're looking at an index or a mutual fund, the companies are all broken down into different categories when you look at it. So I wanted to give you a a real-world example. So say, for instance, the S&P 500 index Uh, It's composed mostly of the information technology sector at 25.7% followed by healthcare at 15.4%. And there are a lot other sectors in this fund as well. I'm not going to explain them all, but I wanted to give you an example of an index fund that has different sectors within, within the fund. And that's, you know, essentially called the portfolio composition. Now, when you look at the stock market, there are 11 specific sectors. You have information technology, healthcare, and consumer discretionary. These are the sectors I'm going to explain about today. Uh, there are many other sectors. You have consumers, consumer staples, you have industries, you have materials, real estate, uh, communication services. There are so many other sectors uh but the ones I'm going to focus on throughout this episode is information technology, healthcare, and consumer discretionary. Uh these are some that I have seen with doing doing some research online of sectors that have, have grown over the last ten years, have really grown over the past year, but in the last ten years they've done substantial growth as well. And it's definitely something that you should look at when you're making your investment decisions. So, when it comes to information technology, it's familiar with a lot of us millennials. I know I'm a millennial, I'm 26 years old, and information technology is what has driven the information age. Uh, ever since the internet was available for public, public use in 1991, this sector includes companies that develop software in various fields, such as the internet, applications, systems, and home, home entertainment. Companies that provide information technology, consulting, and services are also included in the sector, followed by manufacturers and distributors of technology hardware, and lastly, you also have semiconductors and semiconductor equipment manufacturers that are also in the sector as well. What's going on, everyone? If you haven't heard about the Anchor podcast, it's the easiest way to make one. Let me explain. For one, is free. You have the flexibility of being able to record right at the palm of your hands from your phone or your computer. It has excellent creation tools that can allow you to record and edit as well. And you also can be able to use Anchor to distribute your podcast onto many other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Now, some of you out there may have heard what semiconductors are and some of you may not know what they are. For those that may not know what semiconductors are, they're simply materials that are used to develop electric circuits. So a perfect, perfect example of a company that would be in this category is AMD, that stands for Advanced Micro Devices. They essentially develop computer processes and related technologies for business and consumer markets, and for all my video gamers out there, AMD is creating the micro micro processors for the PS Five, releasing in November of this year in twenty twenty, NVIDIA. It, it is also another great company that designs graphic processing units for the gaming markets, and that's Niv- Nivdia. And when it comes to the information technology sector, if you look at the percentage return of the performance of this sector within the last year, according to Fidelity.com year-to-date, this sector is at 47.59%. That's at the recording of this episode. When I look at what the sector has done over the last 10 years, the information technology sector has increased to 469%. If you are looking for a great ETF fund that will match this sector, uh, XLK is a great one. Uh, XLK stands for Technology Select Sector SBDR Fund. Look this one up for sure when you get a chance, but it's it's a great fund to look at as far as an index that matches this uh, the tech sector. Also, the Nasdaq Composite Index is known for its large portion of technology stocks as well. So most major index funds understand the importance of technology in our company, and that's honestly why I feel like we should be invested into it. And the information technology sector has, has grown so much over the years and it will only will continue to grow in the future uh, throughout the information age and just throughout the 21st century. Now, the next one, the next sector that I think that you have to look at when you're evaluating your portfolio is healthcare. With the times that we are in now with developing a vaccine for COVID, uh, this is a sector to pay attention to, but not just for COVID. Um, Healthcare, as far as anything that deals with uh, combating against diseases, drug development. All of these different categories will be within he- within healthcare. Now the healthcare sector comprises two main industry groups. The first includes companies who manufacture healthcare equipment and supplies to provide healthcare related services. One great example of a company in this category is Stryker. Uh, They're one of the world's leading medical technology companies. They offer products and services for healthcare professionals in orthopedics, medical and surgical, and neurotechnology and spine that help improve patient and hospital outcomes. The second industry is companies primarily involved in the research development, production and marketing of pharmaceuticals and biotechnology products. So, you have companies like Amgen, Moderna. Uh, These are biotech companies in the sector that help with the development of vaccine technologies. Now, a smart way that I would approach investing in the healthcare sector is to find an index fund that matches the sector as a whole instead of investing in one company like an Amgen or Moderna. So, for example, look at IBB, which stands for IShares, NASDAQ Biotechnology Index Fund. This fund has Amgen, it has Madero, it has Galee Sciences all included in this fund, and it has many uh, a lot of a lot of other group of biotech companies included in it as well. But all it really does is it just gives you more diversification. And it limits your risk when you look at it from an in- index or ETF fund route. It, it really, it gives you more of that flexibility of spreading your money around and limiting your risk. Now, the healthcare sector in the last 10 years is up 277%. So I definitely think the healthcare it's it's one industry. It's a sector that I'm focused on. That I think you, that you should be focused on, and just really looking at uh, being able to invest in and sound great quality companies that are are developing, you know, our biotech. biotech products and services in in the economy. Now, lastly, this is a sector that is evident whether most people realize it or not. This is the third and final sector that has grown tremendously over the last 10 years. That's consumer discretionary. Now, consumer discretionary are goods and services that are considered non-essential by consumers, but they're desirable if funds are available to purchase. So, A great way to look at this is as if you're looking at your budget, of course, you have your paycheck, your assets that's coming in from your job, or if you're self-employed, and then you have all of the liabilities that you're paying. So all of the expenses, everything that's coming out for for your bills, that portion comes out. Now, whatever you have left over is typically what what you would label as discretionary income when you may want to purchase, going to the gas station and, and buying something like a snack or something like that, going to the movies, um, going shopping. A lot of times you will budget this as your discretionary income that you have available to spend in that specific category. So when it comes to just discretionary income... That is simply consumer discretionary and how it's evaluated from a market analysis standpoint. Now, to be more specific, this sector has a manufacturing segment that includes automotive, household, durable goods, textiles, and apparel and leisure equipment companies. There also is a services segment in this sector as well, which includes hotels, restaurants, media production, and consumer retailing and services. The consumer discretionary sector in the last 10 years is up 391%. So one fund that I saw online that's good to look at is XLY, which is Consumer Discretionary Select Sector SBDR Fund. Now, oftentimes, you may hear people referring to SBDR as spiders. I know on CNBC, a lot of times you'll hear a lot of the guys on there, the analysts, they'll refer it as refer it to as spiders. Now, which is the acronym, essentially, it's the acronym for Standard & Poor's 500 Index ETF, which stands for Exchange Traded Fund. And some companies in XLY, you'll see are Amazon, Home Depot, Chipotle, Domino's, pizza all great, great quality companies that I definitely think anyone will want to have in their portfolio. One last thing I wanted to touch on is consumer staples. So a lot of times... You know, you're here on, you know, on different media outlets and platforms. They'll talk about consumer discretionary and also consumer staples. The main difference between the two is with consumer discretionary. I mentioned that it's non-essential goods and services that are purchased by consumers. Consumer staples is simply essential products and services that are purchased from consumers. So those would include food and beverage, household goods, uh, hygiene products, and this is another sector to look at. uh year to date, it's at twenty one point two two percent. And companies you would see in this category would be AT and T, McDonald's, Take Two Interactive Software, and Viacom, CBS. Um, there are many, many others in the consumer sector sector as well. But I think the consumer staples is is one definitely to look at. And, you know, one that I'm seeing is growing, you know, tremendously is communication services, you know. So that's another one to look at as well. Um, I think that with that. On top of technology, uh, like I mentioned with healthcare and with uh, consumer discretionary, uh, these are sectors that you definitely should be looking at within your portfolio. Um, there are some that I'm looking at, and those are some that I've seen that have grown in the last 10 years. Uh, so I want to tell you all um, that wraps it up for this uh, episode. This is the 13th episode. I thank you so much for joining in. Um, I know this one was packed with a lot of information, but uh, take some time to fact find the sectors and the industries. Uh, I know there's so many different brokerage firms out there, um, and we have the internet. We have access to so much information, so you can definitely look the information up online that I described throughout this episode. Um, like always, if you all could please um, just listen to this podcast, and if anything stood out to you, if you could please share it. Uh, with people amongst uh, your circle and then out in the community, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, You also can all follow me on Instagram. Uh, I drop financial content and uh, anything with investing in business. I drop content on there weekly. And my name on there is Kevin Jenkins, which is K-E-V-N-J-E-N-K-I-N-S. And then also I have a YouTube as well. Um, I do videos for all of my uh, podcast episodes that I dropped. So uh, definitely stay tuned. Look in the show notes. I'll put the link on there for you all to watch that as well. And uh, likewise, uh, I hope everyone out there is safe um, during the times. And I know everything is starting to recover a lot better as far as with the economy, with jobs, um, and just with opportunities that's available to everyone. So Uh, Peace, love and positivity. And thank you for tuning in. And uh, thank you all for your support and uh, take care.